Welcome back to another round of the Liberty Update with Jake and Bree. Thank you guys so much for joining us on today's show. This is where we bring you your need-to-know news. In less than 15 minutes, we'll be covering the national debt, which broke a $33 trillion record this week. We'll also discuss Biden's new federal gun violence prevention agency, three ways elites are trying to replace God, and Gavin Newsom's phony Article 5 endeavor. All of that right here on the Liberty Update. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast and share it around. Stay tuned. Well, the red digits on the U.S. national debt clock are ticking higher than ever before, soaring past the unthinkable threshold of $33 trillion and serving as a wake-up call for all Americans who truly value liberty and fiscal responsibility. To put it in perspective, that means every taxpayer in the nation now owes over $250,000 a staggering burden that future generations will inevitably have to shoulder. Back in 2000, the federal debt to GDP ratio stood at 56%, and now 23 years later, that has over doubled to 122%. It's not just a number, it's a reflection of our government's addiction to overspending and a grim foreshadowing of the financial crisis that looms. Years of unchecked spending have brought us to the brink of fiscal disaster. However, the states were intended to be the ultimate check on federal power, and they can take a stand against the reckless spending habits in Washington, D.C. After all, state politicians have a better track record when it comes to fiscal responsibility. It's time to act before the debt clock's relentless ticker spirals further out of control. This week, President Joe Biden announced the creation of the first ever federal office of gun violence prevention, which will be staffed, not surprisingly, by gun control activists, including two senior members of gun control groups and a Biden aide who specializes in gun control legislation. Biden also announced this week that after her tremendous success with dealing with the border, this office will be led by Vice President Kamala Harris. Earlier this year, Politico reported that a coalition of over 100 gun safety groups was pushing for the president to stand by his campaign promises and tighten gun restriction laws. They specifically called on him to form a federal office designated for gun violence prevention. For a president who ran on one of the most comprehensive gun violence prevention strategies in probably American history, who has repeatedly said that he will do everything in his power to help solve this crisis, He simply left too many solutions on the table, said the executive director for Guns Down America. He has a real obligation to live up to his promises and live up to his word and do everything and anything he can to make progress. Others, however, disagree that Biden hasn't done enough to crack down on guns. Earlier this month, before the new federal office was announced, the NRA blasted the White House for its stance on the Second Amendment, which it called an attack on law-abiding gun owners. As Convention of States President Mark Meckler explained last year in response to the Safer Communities Act, even if government officials could be trusted to enforce these laws ethically, the inescapable truth is that these gun control measures would still be unlawful. The Constitution states plainly, our right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Full stop. End of conversation. Once again, Washington has overstepped its bounds. This coupled with Gavin Newsom's anti-gun crusade in California, which we'll discuss later in the show, 
should put all law-abiding gun owners on high alerts. We must peacefully secure our Second Amendment rights and put the federal government back inside its box. And the only way to do it is through an Article 5 Convention of States. Now we're on to three ways elites are trying to replace God in the 21st century. Humans are made with intrinsic value in the image of God, but egotism has led people in today's world to consider themselves more capable than God or any other higher power. It's essentially a lack of humility that has caused people to push the bounds in the name of progress. Elites are willing to go to great lengths to replace God with flawed human endeavors, but in the end, we know that they will not succeed. The following recent news events have one main point in common. They show an intentional evasion from God and a pivot toward trusting in man-made visions to enhance humanity's future. Starting off with number one, scientists are close to making the rule men and women play in the reproductive process almost irrelevant. They have developed the first ever human embryo without sperm, an egg, or even a womb. Researchers used stem cells to create a model human embryo for the purpose of ethically studying the first two weeks of the embryo's development process. Exciting, right? More like way too far past the moral boundaries of science and God. And number two is a universal, global definition of hate speech. As Americans, we value our First Amendment right to free speech and press, but that fundamental liberty remains a roadblock for leaders who would like to take control of the narrative. After all, it's the perceived narrative that influences the people. The World Economic Forum has released a worldwide framework for speech regulation in order to create a, quote, safer digital ecosystem. The forum says the global absence of agreed definitions makes it hard to take multi-agency and cross-border action. What speech restricting action is needed, we're unsure. The globalist entity has created the Typology of Online Harms, which is a speech controlling guideline that defines harmful content in six distinct categories, ranging from harm to health and well being to hate and discrimination speech. Essentially, it's their own way of becoming God by controlling our tongues on a global level. The beauty of true free speech is that it includes offensive or hateful language. And why is that so great? Because the definition of hate speech is subjective. It's completely up to the individual what is categorized as harmful content or what is categorized as hate speech. The deterioration of freedom begins with the advancement of speech impeding regulations and the rise of a group that thinks it is capable of controlling global language usage. And number three is all about artificial intelligence. In just three years, the vast majority of the content we read online could be AI generated. A report estimates that 90% of online content may be synthetically generated by 2026, only three years away. At the same time, human-made content has the potential to be highly scrutinized by AI software. Politicians like Governor Gavin Newsom of California and organizations like the World Economic Forum have praised AI as a way to quickly take down misinformation, or in other words, control the mass messaging. 
AI has the potential to automatically detect disinformation narratives online. But is AI software neutral and a firm truth teller? It depends on what its programmers tell it to do, of course. As award-winning journalist Cheryl Atkinson reported, AI can be utilized by propagandists to control information under the guise of a fact-based resource. Adkisson reported on the inaccuracies and propaganda relayed by AI regarding hydroxychloroquine as a treatment for COVID-19. In a messaging exchange, the AI system eventually admits, quote, I apologize for the confusion in my previous responses. I made an error in my initial response by not fully addressing your question and then compounded that error in my subsequent response, end quote. According to Gallup polling, over 70% of HR employees expect AI to replace employee positions in just the next three years. Critical thinking is going out the door and mass-controlled information by the elites is coming in hot. In the end, these concepts will only deteriorate our individual liberties and we must be cautious as science continues to push the boundaries. California lawmakers voted 51-14 last week to call a convention under Article 5 of the Constitution with the exclusive aim of restricting Americans' gun rights. Notably, California stands as the first and only state to pursue such a convention. This initiative, spearheaded by Governor Gavin Newsom, comes at the same time other states are relaxing their firearm laws, making America now a majority constitutional carry nation. Convention of States Action has roundly criticized the Golden State's proposal for a gun control amendment, pointing out that there is mathematically no way such an amendment would ever pass. This announcement by Governor Newsom is a publicity stunt with absolutely no basis in reality, declared Convention of States President Mark Meckler. Governor Newsom clearly does not understand the most basic mechanics of an Article 5 convention as given to us by our founding fathers in the Constitution. According to the Constitution, Mr. Newsom needs 34 state legislatures to support a resolution calling for a convention to meet and propose specific amendments to restrict the Second Amendment gun rights of Americans. The math just doesn't work, Meckler added. Newsom cannot find 34 states to back this proposal. Currently, over 25 states have constitutional carry, also known as permitless carry, and 24 states allow citizens to carry inside the state legislature. Interestingly, even Californians who support Newsom's fanciful gun grab admit that the proposal is impractical. According to the Los Angeles Times, the so-called Right to Safety Amendment is unattainable. Robert A. Shapiro, dean of the University of San Diego of Law, dismissed the effort, noting that, quote, the United States Constitution is really extremely hard to amend. Laura Smith, a self-described liberal activist, called it, quote, frustrating because we all know this is never going to happen. I think it's grandstanding and I find it offensive. The likelihood of this happening is basically nil, concurred a political consultant from California. In stark contrast to California's phony proposal, the Convention of States application for an Article 5 convention is limited to topics of broad consensus, including term limits for federal officials, an idea supported by 70% of voters, according to recent polling. Additionally, our proposal actually has a chance of passing with 19 states already on board. The best way to stop Newsom's ill-conceived scheme from ever gaining traction, not in the states where it has no chance of ever passing, but in Congress where we must remember lawmakers can propose gun control amendments any day. The best way to stop that is to convene an Article 5 convention under our resolution.
That's all the time we have on today's episode, but there are some really important stories worth checking out at conventionofstates.com. Head over there to read about the push for a central bank digital currency, and you can also check out some of this week's top videos. Thanks for listening to the Liberty Update. We'll be back next week.